In this bulletin, Penny Wong insists she will work to ensure aid is going to the right places in Gaza. Trade unionists in Western Australia are setting up for another port blockade. And in tennis, favourites survive major scares to advance to the Australian Open third round. With all the latest from the SBS newsroom, I am Omo Bello. International aid organizations are warning that it may take a while before Palestinians in Gaza see any of the aid or relief funds being sent their way. Foreign Minister Penny Wong is in the Middle East and says she has told Palestinian Prime Minister Mohammed Shteya she expects Australia's $21.5 million humanitarian package to be used on healthcare and education services. The United Nations Relief and Work Agency Director Scott Anderson says the $6 million allocated to his agency is a welcome boost but wants it will be at least a few days before any funding reaches Gaza. Opposition Home Affairs spokesperson James Peterson says there are documented concerns about where the funding into Gaza is actually going. Ms Wong says she shares the concerns of the Australian public and will work to ensure the funds are not misdirected. We should ensure uh, that our funds are used appropriately. Uh, we make that a priority. And in terms of uh, the engagement of others, this is an issue I raised with the Palestinian Authority, express, express my continued expectation about those funds being used appropriately. Trade unionists in Western Australia are planning another blockade at a Western Australian port terminal in an effort to disrupt the passage of an Israeli container ship. Friends of Palestine Western Australia and unionists for Palestine are calling on the port's workforce to cease work on the ship with hopes of delaying the loading and unloading of the vessel. The group says the Israeli shipping company, Zim, is complicit in Israel's actions in Gaza. National Secretary for the Construction, Forestry and Maritime Employees Union, Christy Kane, says the union stand with the Palestinian people. 247 Palestinians killed each day. 48 mothers killed every two hours. 117 children every five hours are slaughtered, are slaughtered. And we stand by and watch. Well, not on our watch, not on the Maritime Union, not on the CFMEU's watch, not on the Blue Collar Unions. We're not going to stand by. Hundreds of pro-Palestinian protesters have set up similar blockades at ports across Australia with hopes of stopping Zim ship from entering. A remote Northern Territory community has been evacuated due to impending flooding from a tropical cyclone in the Coral Sea. Flooding has stranded more tourists and around 100 people have been evacuated from Australia's top end while far north Queensland prepares for more disaster. On Thursday evening, a helicopter pilot rescued three persons from a truck roof and transported them to the Victoria River Roadhouse, west of Catherine. About 40 people from Pigeon Hole, a community on Bilinara Aboriginal Land Trust, surrounded by Victoria River Downs pastoral property, were relocated, while another 50 from Danguragu moved to Kalkaringi. Some pigeonhole homes are submerged, with police forecasting a week of flooding. 
Ukraine's foreign minister has warned that artificial intelligence will threaten global security, addressing the World Economic Forum in Switzerland. Dmitry Kuleba says he fears for when countries like Russia start using such technologies in unregulated and dangerous ways. We're thinking of the next kind of levels of threats we will be facing. And Russia will not be on the side of AI civilized regulated thing. We will be opposing a completely different enemy. And when people speak about polarized world, it will be even more polarized because of the way AI will be treated. So all of this will change enormously. First, how humanity imagines its security, how diplomats try to keep things sane. This comes as other global leaders commented on the potential of artificial intelligence, including Ireland's Prime Minister, Leo Varadkar, who says the technologies could have enormous benefits, particularly in healthcare. In tennis, Alexander Zverev, Kaspar Ruud and Igas Viontek have all survived major scares to advance to the third round of the Australian Open. Polish world number one in the women's rankings was tested by the U.S. Daniel Collins, but eventually prevailed 6-4-3-6-6-4. In the men's singles, world number six, Alexander Zverev, had to dig deep to get past Slovenia's Lukas Klein in a five-set thriller that ended with a tiebreaker. Australia's Max Possel also came close to pulling an upset, but world number 11, Kaspar Ruud, proved too much in the final points, taking the crucial tiebreaker to 10-7. I am Omo Bello, and that's all the latest from the SBS Newsroom. 